and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. What an amazing time to worship God together. I have a question for us today. How do you respond to the Word and will of God? When you receive His Word, how would you respond? Well, it depends, I guess. When it is favoring you, you would obey it. But if it's not, and it's going against your predisposition about things, probably you will act like Jonah himself. Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, and the word of the Lord is for him to preach the word and warn the people in Nineveh. That's only around 500 miles or 800 kilometers away from where he was. But instead of traveling 800 kilometers, he would rather travel 3,200 kilometers going to Tarshish, the opposite of, of the very place that the Lord would want him to go. Well, we learn from his life lessons, and out of these lessons, he, we want to focus on the time when he was in a certain situation where he prayed, and we're going to magnify that prayer uh, to us uh, today. But before we move on, we all know what happened. The Lord had provided. Uh, he's on his way to escape, but something happened. Um, the... The, the storm came and tried to destroy the ship that he had been on. And guess what happened? The, they, they discovered, the sailors discovered in their prayer that there's this man who's sleeping in the, in, the, in the boat that needed to make an account of himself. Well, Jonah gave them an advice and says, you might as well throw me away because I have sinned, in a way, sinned against God. And... and uh, it's just such a dilemma because instead of him saving the lost, the lost saved him <laughs> by throwing him outside of the boat. And that was it. He should have not been seen after that. But the Lord remembered jo uh, Jonah and he sent a, an, a giant, great, they call it great fish, to save him. And, and this is where the miracle that we are talking about this time. We're going through the miracles from the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, and we're now in Jonah. And this miracle is sort of unacceptable to a lot of people because it, it is so absurd. How can a person stay in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights? That's absurd. Well, according to what I have uh, looked at and discovered, uh, 120, 132 years ago, there was a man by the name of James Bartley who was a 21-year-old uh, uh, whale hunter. They had this harpoon and they would, like a javelin that, you know, uh, connected to a long rope. And they saw this huge fish one time. This was in 1891. And they hit their mark. But, the, but this whale went deep, dived deep into the sea for around 250 meters down. And at one point, it showed up. And when it showed up, it, uh, there were two boats during that time, but one of the boats were uh, smashed, and all of them were saved except two. Apparently, the other person went missing, and the, the two people were missing, and, and they couldn't find them anymore. And so what happened was, several hours later, 
they were able to winch back this whale and the whale surfaced finally. But I've noticed about the stomach of the whale. There's this movement in the stomach of the whale. So they were in a hurry, open his, his stomach, and lo and behold, they found James Barkley inside. He had been there for 15 hours. Yes, you heard me, 15 hours. You know what happened? He got bleach. You know, you know, I guess that's one of the ways to get white and in your skin instead of glutathione, but get eaten by a, a huge fish. And he was eaten by the sperm whale and he got bleached, his skin, his skin was bleached and, and he lost his hair. He almost lost his eyesight. He's been delirious for two weeks and he gained his strength after a month. And so he was able to live to tell the story and that's why we have this story today. That's just the first at least story I've heard about a person who's been eaten by a sperm, a sperm whale. But there's another one just this time two years ago, 2021. Um, another person was gone, miss, uh, was, um, he was, his name is Michael Packard. And he stayed at the stomach of a hunt, humpback whale for for 40 seconds, approximately 14 seconds. He was, he was a lobster diver and he had been doing it twice already. On the third dive, 10 meters above sea, sea, uh, the water, uh, uh, below the water, uh, something slammed on him like a, a freight train. And apparently he was eaten up by this whale. And, you know, he, he, uh, his uh, breathing device fell off and he, he realized maybe I need to get that breathing device if I want to survive. And he was able to get it in. And he's been in the bottom of his, the stomach of this, of this whale for 40 seconds. And, and when the whale surfaced, this whale couldn't take it anymore. The whale has to surface. And, and he was uh, basically vomited out by the fish and he survived. Well, that was only two years ago. Well, there's another story, though, that survived not 15 hours, not 40 seconds, but three days and three nights. His name is Jonah. How did it happen? It was a miracle. That's why we're going through this. Well, God can, if God can create heaven, heaven and earth, he can surely provide a huge fist to rescue his preacher. Well, we're going to be focusing on this chapter two. You know, in chapter one, he basically he's tried to hide from God and run away from the presence of God. You know, the lesson we can learn there is you can run, but you can't hide, right? In, 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 in chapter, chapter two, when you, re when you reach rock bottom, look up, basically. That's what he did. He prayed. We're going to magnify that later. But chapter three, the Lord has given them, he given him a second chance. So God is a God of second chances. And, and, and the third one and the fourth one, God is compassionate and loving to people. These are the lessons of these four chapters of Jonah. But we're going to focus on when you reach rock bottom, pray. And here are the lessons I've gotten out from this chapter. There are only around a few verses. And the first lesson I got from here is a prayer lesson from Jonah. It's number one, prayer of reliance is receiving the answer even if it hasn't come yet. Prayer of reliance, of praying in faith, is receiving the answer even if it, if it hasn't come yet. The answer. We're talking about the answer. This is what it says in verse 2. And it says, I called out 
to the Lord out of his distress, and he answered me out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of soul I cried, and you heard my voice. You see that? That's a, that's a, that's a powerful prayer. Uh, he was at the belly of the fish, huge fish. And imagine what he did. He, he prayed out of his in distress. He answered me. That's past tense, even though it didn't happen yet. See that prayer? I hope we learn to pray sometimes in a past tense and say, the Lord answered me by faith. And out of the belly of the soul, I cried and he heard my voice. Can you see that confidence in that prayer? He heard my voice. I could imagine by this time, Jonah had already repented. And you can see some of the evidence of his repentance in chapter 1 and, and some of it here in this chapter. That truly he repented and turned his, uh, turned heart, his heart back to the Lord. Remember when he asked the sailors to throw him overboard? That's a sign right there that he's been repenting. And we see here in his prayer that, that he decided to cry out to God. And his prayer was filled, packed with faith and reliance in the goodness of God. So prayer of, of reliance is receiving the answer even if it hasn't come yet. The second lesson we can learn is prayer of assurance is revealing the word stored in one's heart. Prayer of assurance is revealing the word stored in one's heart. Now, it says here in this passage, verse 3, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the sea, and the flood surrounded me. I wanna, I wanna highlight. He was about, he was about to, he was about to uh, use dif different metaphors taken from the book of Psalms. Could it be that Jonah had been meditating and reading the book of Psalms? Now, obviously, he didn't have a Bible like mine. <laughs> How can you have a Bible in, in the belly of a, of a whale? In other words, he couldn't put up, set up a candlelight and get, bring his Bible and read. He couldn't do that. He's in the middle of the belly, in the middle of the sea, at the bottom of the sea, at the belly of a, of a huge fish. He can only draw out from his heart what he had been meditating and mostly from the book of Psalms. Amazing. Amazing. That's why, folks, those of you who have been listening to this, I hope you're not just reading your Bibles every 7 a.m. when you're watching our morning devotion. I hope you get to read your own Bible so that the Lord would continue to work in your life through His Word invested and de deposited in your heart. And so, and so you could see His confidence when He, when he prayed. Look at it. He says, For you cast me into the deep. Remember who cast him into the deep? The sailors. But in his perspective, it is God who did it. He knew the sovereignty of God. Sometimes we blame people for doing things against us. But you know what? A believer would not put the blame on people, but he would say, you know what? It's the Lord who cast me out. Look at that passage again. I called out the Lord out of the distress. Verse 3, for you cast me into the deep. Look at, look at verse 4. Then I said, I'm driven away from your sight. 
You know that the greatest pain that Jonah was experiencing wasn't the calamity or the acid of the stomach of the huge fish while he was at the bottom of the sea. That wasn't the pain he was, he was feeling. You know what the pain that's eating him up? Being away from the presence of God. You, we can go through the calamities in this life, but being away from the presence of God is the worst calamity any human being could face. Look at his prayer once again. Let me repeat that. I like this. Then he says, I am driven away from your sight. May we not be driven away from the presence of God. Yet I have again looked upon your holy temple. The holy temple is like a sign of crying to God and, and it's, it's directed towards the holy temple every time they would pray and meditate. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head and at the roots of the mountains. And I went down to the land and whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. You know, when he was, he was doing this, he was quoting metaphors from Psalms, and we're talking about Psalms in, we're talking about Psalms 18, verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God, I cried for help. For this temple, he heard my voice, and my cry, he reached, and my cry to him reached his ears. Similar. Psalm 31, 22, he says, I had said in my alarm, I'm cut off from your sight, but you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried for you for help. Psalm 42, verse 7, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. You know, when I was reading this before in Psalms, I couldn't understand this. Why, why is he talking like this? I realized it's a picture almost. I don't know if Psalm read the story of Jonah or Jonah read the story of the psalmist, whichever. But nevertheless, they're giving a picture of being at the deep with the waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. A picture of a person in the belly of a a huge fish. Amazing. What an assurance of prayer that he had, especially when he started, started reading verse uh, 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 through these verses up to verse 7. And look at what it says in verse, verse 7. And uh, uh, verse 7, and it says, uh, When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. What an assurance. The, the third type of prayer lesson that we can learn from this prayer of Jonah is not only a prayer of reliance, receiving the answer even if it hasn't come yet, or a prayer of assurance, revealing the word stored in one's heart. You know, when, when you're faced with circumstances like Jesus when he was being tempted, you know what came out of his mouth when he was being tempted by the devil? The word of God. He says, it is written, thou shalt not test the Lord your God. And worship him alone. It's like that's that's the that's the assurance that we have. Then we are faced with situations. May may the word of God be squeezed out of our hearts. Not hatred, not resentment to God, but the word of God. The last one, lesson we can learn is a prayer of deliverance is reversing the curse of disobedience into the blessing of salvation. And look at what he says in verse 8. And those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. He was basically saying, look, we hate Nineveh because they worship pagans and idols. And here I am. 
here I was, um, not obeying God and going to the opposite. That's, that's a picture of idolatry as well. That's why he was repenting here. And then, but verse 9, but I, but I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you, and I vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Finally, he blurted out, just I'm being saved, just as the nation needed to be saved, not just the people of God, the Israelites who needed to be saved, who needed a Savior and a Messiah, but even Nineveh, Assyria, needed salvation as well. And now he was thanking God for it, and he had recommitting his life to the Lord at this time. He's having a new heart of gratitude. You know, when we are at the bottom of the sea, bottom of calamity in our life, may we have not just the Word of God being squeezed out of our hearts, but gratitude. Gratitude. An attitude of gratitude before God rather than all just moaning and groaning and, and resenting resentment before God, but giving God glory and giving Him gratitude even in spite of our situation. You know what happened? Verse 10, And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah. <laughs> I, I like the word vomited. You know when you vomit, it's like there's something in your stomach that you don't, you don't like. <laughs> I mean, Jonah was so despicable, even the fish couldn't, take, couldn't stomach him. <laughs> He has to vomit him out. Well, obviously, because he now came to his senses and the Lord is delivering him. As I end, this was such an amazing story. The rescue of Jonah out of his rebellion from the bottom of the sea, from the belly of the, of the whale, that Jesus used it as a metaphor of the gospel, of the cross itself. This is what he says. Matthew 4, 12, 40. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus has come, sacrificed on that cross three days, three nights in the heart of the earth to bring salvation to you and I. That's why Jesus is the Savior of the world. Not just of Israelites, Israelites of Israel, but even of the Assyrians even of the Filipinos, the Americans, the Westerners, the Europeans, the Africans, the Latinos, and the Filipinos across the board. So I say as we, why is this miracle again? Why is this miracle important? The point of this part of the story is that God worked a miracle to preserve the life of his prophets so he could get to Nineveh to carry out God's orders. That's basically the point of this miracle. Sometimes miracles will come and miracles that is beyond you because he wanted the earth to hear the good news. I say this as we go. God wants every nation to know his steadfast love, even if it means showing his miraculous work through someone who fears the Lord. Let's come and magnify Yahweh again this morning in our own language and know that truly he's our shepherd of our souls. Tumaan man ako sa lipis ng kamatayan Takot ay walang lugar sa pusong may tiwala Dumaan man ako sa lipis ng kamatayan Takot ay walang lugar sa iyo ako'y 
I'd like to take this time and pray and thank God for His goodness, the way Jonah prayed in the middle of his pain. You know, sometimes it's easy to thank God when things are well, but what about when things are not well? Can we still be grateful and, be, and, be, and give glory to God? May we join me and, and give Him glory and be grateful today to the Lord, the maker of our souls, and let's pray. Father God, thank you for loving us. And, and, and Lord, wherever we are listening to this, um, uh, to this uh, presentation today, to this message, to this sermon, may you continue, Lord God, to touch us and let the life of Jonah, who had not been such a good example, and yet, Lord, because of your plan, you're willing to send a miracle and make a huge fish that would make a human being stay put for three days and three nights. Lord, if one person can only stay for 15 hours to survive or 40 seconds, you can surely provide a huge fish in order for a person to survive for three days and three nights to exemplify what you're trying to say of what the Son of God will accomplish when He comes back to earth. And you did it, Lord. You died on the cross. After three days, though, you rose again from the dead for our salvation, and we're grateful for that, Lord. We receive your gift of salvation as we're listening right now, especially those who are listening to this for the very first time. Know that we are forgiven in Christ Jesus because He is truly the Savior of the world who died on the cross for you and I. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for loving us and May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.